0: Our first lesson today from the Old Testament comes from Isaiah chapter 52. I got to ask you this. Do you find feet to be attractive? Actually, please don't answer that question. I don't really want to know. It's really none of my business. But I think usually feet are not considered the most beautiful human body part. I mean, feet tend to get kind of smelly and dirty. And especially back in Old Testament times, the times of Isaiah, I think feet were especially pretty nasty back then. I mean, people walked around all day, every day, on dusty roads with sandals. I mean, it's gonna happen. You're gonna have some pretty nasty, dirty feet. But even in the days of Isaiah, there would be a few times when people could consider feet to be beautiful. If a messenger was running back from a battlefield with good news of a victory, he's got to run over many miles and mountains and dirt roads, but when he finally reaches his destination, the people he's sharing that victory with, they they just might want to kiss the guy's feet, no matter how nasty they might look. The message brings and the feet that brought that good news of victory are maybe the most beautiful sight in the world at that time now you and me we don't have to run over mountains in sandals on dusty roads to spread good news now all you have to be able to do to share a message of good news is have a phone and probably at least like one thumb would be helpful and the message we share It's not just a victory in battle. We share a message about a victory for souls. The message of Christmas gives peace and comfort to the whole world. And that's a message worth sharing from the top of a mountain. It's a message worth getting your feet a little dirty to get out and share it. All the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. And you and me, we get to have the beautiful feet of messengers who bring that good news to others. A reading from Isaiah chapter 52, verses 7 through 10. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, Your God reigns. Listen. Your watchmen lift up their voices, together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations and all the ends of the earth. will see the salvation of our God. This is the word of our Lord. Our second lesson comes from Hebrews chapter 1. At Christmas, we we rightly put a a ton of focus on the fact that Jesus, God himself, came to be one of us, came to take on human flesh. Jesus is 100% human. Sometimes the fact might get lost, though, that, that Jesus is also 100% God. Hebrews chapter 1, and really the whole book of Hebrews, could rightly have the title, Jesus is superior. Why? Because Jesus is God. And as you're going to hear soon, these readings from Hebrews chapter 1, there's a lot of different phrases in here that make that very clear that Jesus is God. We hear that, That Jesus as God was present and active in creation. Jesus is the exact representation of God's being. He preserves all things by His word. He has even more splendor and glory than the the mighty legions of angels in heaven. His throne, His righteousness, they last forever. Jesus is superior. He's God. And I think that knowing this makes the Christmas story even better. I mean, that that baby lying in the manger there didn't really look like he had all the glory that was being talked about here in Hebrews 1. And and it sure looked like the, the angels that appeared to the shepherds, they had more glory. They looked superior to Jesus on Christmas Eve. But the angels... They knew who Jesus was. The angels had had praised Jesus as their creator and the Lord of heaven. But even after Jesus left heaven, took his light from heaven to be here on earth, the angels still rejoiced. Because now mankind would get to hear God's own voice through the mouth of his son, Jesus Jesus would be on earth to, to speak with mankind, to, to teach us, to, to eat with us, even to, to die as one of us, to die for us. That little baby in the manger, he was the heir of the universe. But he gave it all up for you so that you could also be called heirs of God his own sons and daughters. A reading from Hebrews chapter 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. And speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the sun, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. This is the word of our God. Our third lesson from the gospel today comes from John chapter 1. Last week, if you were with us, you remember we rejoiced that Christmas brings a light into our darkness here on this world. That light, it still today, shines in The darkness and the darkness has not overcome it it never can it never will because we believe we have faith in Jesus as our Savior we we see him for who he really is the light of the world he's the word made flesh who has made his dwelling among us God is with us but there are still a lot of people out there who, who don't recognize Jesus to be the light of the world. Even though Jesus was, was in the world and he even made the world himself, there's still a lot of people who are, who are kind of confused or have doubts about who Jesus really is. There are some people who, who might still even outright oppose Jesus as the savior. So what are we going to do about that? How about we follow the lead of those shepherds? Simply going out, telling others the simple message of who Jesus really is. Let that message go to work to bring faith into people's hearts so that others may see him as the light of the world, the word made flesh, God with us. We want many more to be adopted into God's family as his sons or daughters by faith. A reading from John chapter 1. Please stand out of respect for for the words and works of Jesus in the gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made And made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The gospel of our Lord. The basis for our sermon today actually comes from right at the tail end of that Christmas account, verse 20 of Luke chapter 2, the birth account of Jesus. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The word of our Lord. So by now, you've already opened your Christmas presents. You maybe got to see family or relatives this past week. And we all still have one last big celebration. We get to, to celebrate together the new year, right? We hopefully can get enough caffeine flowing in our veins tomorrow so that we can stay up to midnight and ring in the new year. But however you shake it up, you start to realize that, yeah, the 2018 holiday season is on the cusp of running its course. It's almost over. So what will you be doing Now that the presents are all opened, the the family members have gone their separate ways, and the new year is soon going to be officially started. What comes next? Will you still be doing anything special once this season is over? Or will it kind of just be, well, back to the old grind? Got to go back to work. Got to go back to school. Have to wait a whole nother year to get excited about Christmas again it's a good question to ask yourself what will I do when Christmas and the whole Christmas season is over how about this this year even though Christmas ends let's extend the joy of Christmas Praise God for all the things that you have heard and seen this Christmas, but then also continue to praise God for the things that you're going to see and hear in the coming year. Let's extend the joy of Christmas. Just just think again for a while how joyful this first Christmas must have been. I think especially for those shepherds that were out in the fields. I mean, Christmas was not just another normal night for those shepherds. Uh, a normal night for the shepherds might've involved them patrolling around the flock, maybe watching for predators, maybe just simply trying to stay awake as they leaned on their shepherd's staff. Because I mean, most people count sheep to fall asleep, but the shepherds, they had to count sheep and try to stay awake. It's probably a lot harder than it looks. But whether or not those shepherds were sleepy on Christmas Eve, I'm sure they got jolted awake Because that night, unlike any other night spent in those fields, they had an angel appear to them. We heard the the words that angel spoke last week. He said, Do not fear. I I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And if, if that wasn't out of the ordinary enough for the shepherds, The next thing they get treated to is a a full angel chorus singing together, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When those angels left them and went back into heaven, the shepherds didn't just say, Oh man, that was awesome. All right, back to work. No, they did exactly what those angels said to do. They went to Bethlehem to see that baby. They shared the angel's joy as they looked down in that manger at baby Jesus. And we can only imagine the joy that filled their hearts as they looked down at, at God, God's long awaited promise of salvation. Laying there right in front of their eyes. But the shepherd's joy it didn't end at the manger that night. They continued to be joyful. They, they went out and they shared the news of this, this baby that had been born. They, they shared their joy with many others who were also amazed at the good news. A Savior is born. We don't know how long the shepherds were going around spreading this good news of the Savior's birth, but we do know this. Eventually, They had to go back. They had to return to the fields. They had to continue on with their jobs, kind of get back to normal life, I guess. But they didn't stop rejoicing. They returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This baby changed everything. All that long waiting for the Savior, The waiting was over. God was here. He is with us. This this night on Christmas Eve definitely wasn't normal for the shepherds. but, But from then on, they would no longer even just have a normal life. That baby changed everything. Nothing would be normal again in the best kind of way. Of course, for you and me too, Christmas isn't just another normal day in the year. There's always so much to be thankful for and, and be happy about at Christmas. A lot of different things, right? You, you get to be with family. You get to give and receive some gifts. You hopefully get to have some time off from work. And, and you get to eat way too many Christmas cookies and not even get in trouble for it. It's like the only time all year you can do that. It's, it's a joyful time of year most of all then because Christ, your Savior, is born. And, and that's going to give you joy every single Christmas, whether or not you have the cookies or the family or the time off from work. You can always be joyful at Christmas because your Savior is born. Now, Christmas joy is great, but sometimes it leaves us very quickly once the Christmas season is all over. Once you've opened all the presents once you've said goodbye to all the family members, once all the Christmas cookies are eaten, you kind of get left thinking, all right, well, I guess we got to wait a whole nother year till December, and then I'll start thinking about Christmas again. We have to go back to normal life, like the shepherds. But unlike the shepherds, we might not always be the best at extending the joy of Christmas, Sometimes it fades away pretty quickly once Christmas is over. That, that euphoria that comes with Christmas, it leaves pretty quickly once the realities of life hit you again. You're back to the reality that it's, it's another year of trying to, to stretch that budget just to make it by. If you've got some health problems, you start to realize, well, I'm, I'm going to be another year older, and that's not going to make my health problems any easier to deal with. Or maybe you're actually kind of happy that Christmas is over. We all kind of have a little bit of that Mr. Scrooge attitude hiding somewhere within us, and that attitude sometimes makes us think, you know what, Christmas is just a busy, overrated, overhyped time of year. Thank goodness it's over. There's a reason that the Sunday after Christmas tends to be one of the worst Sundays for church attendance all across the nation, every year. I think it's because people tend to, to think that, well, you know what? I put in a lot of Jesus time this past week for, for Christmas and maybe went to some special services. Ugh, I kind of need a break from it. I don't, I don't really need it. I'm not going. Instead of extending The joy of christmas we might find ourselves extinguishing the joy of christmas pretty quickly once it's all over we know this too we know we're we're sinners and we tend to be pretty good at letting the the concerns of this world extinguish the joy we once had at christmas but even if we extinguish the joy of christmas God will never extinguish his love for you. Christmas joy, it didn't end at the manger. That joy was just getting started. It was just beginning. We have the great joy of knowing the whole story, all the good news of great joy. The the message that those shepherds shared on Christmas, Christ the Savior is born, that message continues to give us joy the whole year, whether or not it's Christmas. Because the story goes on. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior lived a perfect life and never sinned. Christ the Savior died for us. Christ the Savior is risen. Praise God that he extends Christmas joy to you, even if you forget to extend it yourself. And continue to have that, that joy that comes at Christmas the whole year. Even, even after you go back to normal life after Christmas, keep that joy in your heart. Maybe it'll eventually feel like you're just going through the motions of life. and In those moments, think back and, and remember the bigger picture of where you're really at in this life. Jesus loves you. All your sins are forgiven. You're going to go to heaven. And and, and when the, the tough realities of life set in again after Christmas, remember God's promises to you. Those promises will be kept just as you were told them in God's word. God's always acting for your benefit. He's taking care of your bodily needs every day. He's answering your prayers. He's sending his angels to, to guard over you and protect you. And, and he will keep all his future promises too. You will one day rise from the dead just like Jesus did. You will one day have that mansion in heaven that you get to live in, in the, the full glory and light of God in heaven. You see, Christmas is, is so much more than just a happy memory to think back on. Christmas impacts your life today, right now. Christmas really changes your life. Your Savior has come. He has done his work. You're saved. So, how will you extend the joy of Christmas this year? Maybe it's as simple as just coming back to worship each week to hear more about your Savior and and the many things he's left for you in his word. And you're already doing that today. Thank you. Maybe it means doing what Isaiah 52 mentioned. Maybe you get your feet a little dirty as as you get out and, and share the good news, following the lead of those shepherds, telling others about Jesus, the message of Christmas. Maybe it doesn't have to be a big thing at all. Maybe extending the joy of Christmas simply means, you know what? I'm going to leave out one of my little nativity sets longer than I normally would in my house just to to extend the, the fond memory I have that my Savior was born on Christmas Eve. Extend the joy of Christmas. Return home today glorifying and praising God for all the things you have heard and seen. Amen.